Max, who do you have for John Bender, played by Judd Nelson, in The Breakfast Club? This you, is my number one favorite pick for me. You are going to love mine. Well, mine's this is my absolute favorite pick. Then we have the same pick. We might. Tom Cruise, David Sean, oh, Taft. That's good. Yeah. Mine's a little, I think, well. You think so? Let me marinate on yours. Tom, Cru- Tom Cruise being psycho, but also be charming. I mean, he's the worst of the group. Bender is definitely awful, but Bender doesn't follow rules. And you're taking, like, Tom Cruise from Taps is, like, over-the-top rule following. Like Disobey to murder people. I don't know, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, the more I think about it, no. Okay. Can't do it. What is it? Are you ready? Yeah. You're going to love it. All right. Matt Dillon as Dallas from The Outsiders. Oh, that's really good. That's he's a charming. He is that he's got the look. He's, he's got, got the attitude and, the way and, he and he's lane. awful. Yeah. The whole movie except to his boys. Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Prepare to be stuffed in our DeLorean and taken on a trip through the best decade of film ever. Hey, Mo, we better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. So if you love Caddyshack, The Goonies, Aliens, Weird Science, Spies Like Us, The Great Outdoors, Empire Strikes Back, The Great Muppet Caper, Pretty in Pink, Predator, Rocky IV, Roadhouse, Say Anything, Real Genius, Short Circuit, Some Kind of Wonderful, Beverly Hills Cop, Akira, Tango and Cash, The Breakfast Club, and They Live, just to name a few, then sit back, relax, and get ready to be entertained. Because we came here to chew bubblegum and podcast about 80s movies, and we're all out of bubblegum. If you haven't already, subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. It's a moral imperative! You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Buzz in the Tower. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. Also, check out our website, buzzinthetower.com, and grab some officially licensed gear. It's so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend picking some up. Now, if you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. Head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash buzzinthetower. With memberships as low as $3 a month, you can have access to tons of extra content, and a portion of all proceeds go directly to Save Ferris. Buzz in the Towers brought to you by Sonic Loans. You could find them at sonicloans.com. Max, The Breakfast Club, the holy Bible of 80s movies. We have the audacity today to recast that movie. <laughs> Before we recast anything, Max, we have to talk about Sonic Loans and the incredible benefit you get as a customer of theirs. Refinancing, new mortgage, whatever the case might be. If you want a low percent so that you can afford diamond earrings for your rugged, gloved boyfriend. For one diamond earring. For one diamond earring. But you get two. That's how good Sonic Loans is. You're going to want to reach out to them today. Tell Charlie and the team that Buzz in the Tower sent you. They're going to make sure that you have the best mortgage. They're a family business, family first. And uh, don't you forget about them. Well, you, you like that? Womp womp. Ha, 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 hey. Ooh. NMLS number 1955855. Not available in all states. Not a commitment to lend. Additional requirements apply. Visit sonicloans.com or call 313-488-4888 for more information. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Bolton Legal Group. You can find them at boltonlegalgroup.com. For a free consultation, call 248-595-0001. 
Max, if your butt cheeks are taped together... They are right now. ...then you need to call Bolton Legal Group immediately. <laughs> uh, Bolton Legal Group, you got a brain. That's what you got. You got yourself a brain. Listen, if I'm going into detention on a Saturday, I want legal representation. That's where I go to <laughs> Bolton Legal Group. Bird Law, Detention Law, Shermer High School Law. Yeah, the vice principal should be sued Absolutely. for drinking beer. Oh, and, the, and with the janitor, who's yeah. the man of the year, you're going to want to reach out, talk to Ian and his team, get him on retainer, not the kind of retainer you wear in high school, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Yeah. And they're going to take care of you. They're going to make sure that the legal process is as painless as possible. Old, painless, Max. And I would recommend calling him today. Even if you don't have a legal need, just call him, reach out. Tell him you might have a legal need. Reach out to Bolton Legal Group today. <laughs> Tell him the Buzz in the Tower sent you. Today's episode, Recasting the Breakfast Club. Dear Mr. Vernon, we accept the fact that we had to sacrifice a whole Saturday recording an episode about Short Circuit, but we think you're crazy for making us write an essay telling you why Max loves Howard the Duck. You see us as you want to see us, in the simplest terms, the most convenient definitions. Today on Buzz in the Tower, we're going to recast the Breakfast Club. But what we found out is that other actors from the 1980s could play the role of a brain and an athlete, and a basket case, a princess, and a criminal. Or at least we think they can. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me as always, the forget about me to my don't you, Max Sanders. Does that answer your question? Sincerely yours, Buzz in the Tower. Hey, 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 ooh. <laughs> you love singing that song. Don't you. That's the most iconic song in the 80s. Forget it is. Right? It's the most 80s movie song ever made. Everyone Wants to Rule the World is my favorite. Oh, that's a good one, too. Yeah. That's a really good one. But it's like Real Genius, <laughs> Real Genius is not known as much. Yeah. But well, in our world it is. People yeah. love themselves some, some RG. But, Let's just call it RG. But I mean, Breakfast Club is the 80s movie. Like, think about the Confused Breakfast, the podcast. They just went for it with that name because of this. Do we know that? Yeah. All right. I think so. What else would it be? I mean, we're buzzing the tower. Top Gun's a pretty pretty 80s movie, too. It's true. Yeah. But it doesn't connect with the teens of the 80s, because the teens are the ones that felt this movie. Teens. I don't like the way you say teens. teens. It's very it's very Trump saying China. <laughs> Sorry. We got teens in China. <laughs> Sorry. Tweens. Yeah, whatever. Max, welcome to the show. Hello. We're on our marathon of show after show after show, because we have a break coming up. We've got to get ahead of it. So we yeah, went I'm from- going to Nashville. Yeah, good for you. We're all excited for your- I have a shirt. And a hundredth hat. freaking vacation of the year. <laughs> I have a shirt. And it has a cat on it with a cowboy hat, and it says Meowdy. <laughs> I'm ready for that. We went from Short Circuit to Beetlejuice to this. Yeah. It's been a rough three days because of Short Circuit mostly. No. Numbers were what I expected them to be, Max. They're not In that bad. The dump. They're not that bad. For Short Circuit, they were. No, they're not. Beetlejuice it's been out for be two good. days. That's two more days than it ever should have been out, Max. <laughs> More than it ever should have been out. <laughs> what would you have done instead? Anything. Pick one. Say something that you like. Recasting uh, The Breakfast Club. We're doing that. That's right. Yeah. You're god darn right. What movie do you want to do that we haven't done? I don't know, Max. Just come on, knee jerk. I don't know. You're very picky about what you want to do. Very fickle. I'm a fickle pickle. What you can are. I say? What can I say? Max, welcome to the show. For our listeners out there, if this is your first time, I want it, I want it to be nice. I want it to be relaxed. I don't want you to be uncomfortable. You're creeping me out. Is this Good. like the back of your Chevy? Yeah, I'm just and... trying to get you a little cringy, a little <laughs> yeah. cringe for you, as porkies? the kids say. <laughs> Not Porky's. Jesus. Why do I call her Lassie? Uh, oh! <laughs> don't you call me Kim Cattrall. I'd be honored to be called Kim Cattrall. You are kind of the Kim Cattrall of your generation. 
In what sense? You know she what a- sense. She aged really well. She, you know what sense. That I get around? Yeah. Yeah. I got around. Round, round, get around. <laughs> Max gets around. <laughs> Max gets around. You got around back in the day, whoa, too. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What kind of podcast is this? If this is your first time to the show, please make sure that you have subscribed, liked, followed, whatever the correct nomenclature is for doing on whatever podcast player you're listening. And also, if you want more content, we got content. We got input, as they would say, if this is a short circuit podcast. Go to any social media platform and hit our tag up at Buzz in the Tower, B-U-Z-Z-N, the tower if you're looking for that good old officially licensed merchandise that's when i'll send you on over merchandise Spaceballs, the merchandise <laughs> it's so cozy it's so good i'll send you over to buzzinthetower.com where you can get all the things you need for the holiday season and by holiday i mean memorial day weekend and uh what, what are you else? gonna do you gonna what grill? Else got? i'm doing nothing i'm, doing I'm going to the lake you are yeah in, in tennessee uh no that's on monday oh on good. sunday i'm going to selena's dad's lake good for you he owns good the lake you. oh that's great yeah Good property. Got to own some land. It's good to have land. Good God land. Max, what am I forgetting? Anything? Patreon.com slash Buzz in the Tower, where you can join our co-pilots and be a part of our merry band of ninjas and karate experts and (laughs) whatever the hell you want, Cobra Kai is. Never die. No mercy, Max. No mercy. When's the new season coming out? Hopefully soon. Yeah. I think it's the last one. I I need to get caught up. I'm I'm like a couple behind. Big time. Yeah. Now they got rid of Netflix ID sharing. It's going to be tough on you, I know. No, I have a website. Whoa, 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 whoa. Easy. People are listening. Max, (laughs) uh, we've not done... What is the last recasting episode we did? Oh, my God. Do you have that at your fingertips? No. Um, It's been a while. It's been a long time. It's been a while. Okay, well, no answer to that because uh, you didn't come prepared. That's okay. We're going to recast a movie. What we do when we recast a movie is first we... Get drunk. Yeah, we tell you a little bit about the movie. And then we take the characters that we think are of value to recast. And we provide other characters from the 1980s that we think could have smashed it. Now, there's only a couple rules. And we haven't had a rule conversation in a long time. One of the rules is you cannot use multiple characters from the same movie. Correct. So if you want to use... Bill Murray from Caddyshack, then Caddyshack, then yeah, as anyone, then Caddyshack's off the table for the rest of your selections. I want Ronnie Dangerfield as Andrew. Yes. (laughs) Yes, Max. Um, And then you always have backups because you're responsible. I don't. So if we both have the same person. You have no backups? No, it's not a single one. Wow. And I I don't feel great. I feel wonderful about a couple of these, lukewarm about a couple of I wanted to do the side characters and you always nix them. I Um, always do the research and then you're like, kill that Three episodes in three days, Max. I'm giving you all she's got. Yeah. I can't give it anymore. <laughs> you watched this today, didn't you? Yes. Yes, I did, Max. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> did you enjoy it? Yeah. I, this is a movie I could watch a million times. I love it. So it's. I guess I'm getting older because this movie perturbs me a little bit. Why? Because, really? Because it gives the image that parents suck and that, like, as a kid, it's not okay to, like, connect with your parents. You know what I mean? Like, or, like, your parents aren't ever going to understand you. You see what I'm saying? Like, the, like when you're older, your heart dies. Maybe... Maybe there's some parents out there that hearts aren't dead. Yeah, maybe. Let me say this. Yeah. You see see what I'm saying? I do. I think that you have to remember in the context of when this movie came out. Nowadays, everybody openly talks about their parents and how tough their life was and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, this was like a therapy session for kids. People were like me. Okay. The moral, moral, I don't even know if the moral is the right word, but the point of this movie was everybody's got a problem. Doesn't matter who you are. Yeah. yeah. Every, like, even if you think the popular girl's doing okay, she's not. Yeah. If the world, you know, it's, it's, it's breaking down this, uh, avatar 
that all high schoolers have where they're pretending to be something that they really aren't entirely. And I, I don't, it doesn't bother me that the parent piece of it, um, because well, that's not what that, this is meant to be. I wonder if that influenced a bunch of people to be like, my parents suck. Yeah. All, all parents, I don't care how good you are as a parent. Like when you, I just watched this TikTok video that was some uh, developmental psychologist and it was actually really brilliant the way he put it. He's like children when they hit 12, 13. Are you ready for yours? It's already happening. Yeah. Basically, until they're like 19 or 20, their brains are programmed to hate their parents and think that their parents don't know what the hell they're talking about. Because from a clan perspective, this is what pushed children out of their tribes and prevented incest with first cousins, second cousins, like the belief that like they don't know what the hell they're doing, get me out of here and move them away from the tribe Mm. is an actual evolutionary thing. And that's why it takes usually children until they're in their like twenties or thirties to then come back and say, Oh yeah, my parents are, they knew what they were talking about. Interesting. There's an actual like evolutionary reason why children start thinking their parents are idiots. And the more I think about that, and this guy went on to say, you can give your kid advice when they're 12, 13, 14, 15 years old, and you could have one of their friend's parents give the exact same advice and they will be open to hearing it from them and they will not listen to it from you. Wow. That's, that sucks. Yeah. So yeah, stupid evolution. That's why 12 to 15, 12 to 18, whatever that time frame is, your best bets, just make sure your kids know you love them and do your best to stay out of their way. Got it. So there you go. So my imaginary kids, I don't think take notes. Oh, God help the world. When my nephew has COVID though. Poor him. Oh man. He's so, pretty young. He's uh, under three and they have, Ugh. they have a newborn. So Ugh. he, so they're doing a hotel. Where do you get it from? Childcare? I don't know. Uh, probably. Yeah. Ugh. They're doing a hotel camp out. Hey, yeah, so, what other option is yeah, there? Yeah, so oh, feel better, Jake. Poor little dude. Yeah. Luckily, I, I the uh, impact of it is very minimal, I think, on kids that yeah, age. Yeah, yeah. So they're, he probably feels They're not fine. worried. They're just like, eh. Well, you got to be a little. Anything with little kids, you're always a little worried. Yeah, it's true. All right, Max. Uh, Breakfast Club. Delicious. Five high school students meet in Saturday detention and discover how they have a great deal more in common than they would have thought. John Hughes, baby. John Hughes wrote. John Hughes directed. And this was his, like, white whale. This is the one he really wanted to do. It's a big right? one. It's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this was, uh, you want me to give you the more in-depth definition of this movie, or are you good with what I gave you? Well, I mean, what else is there? Oh, there's a lot. Okay. I'll give you a handful of facts. I that, won't give you the long one. Okay. Uh, the scene when they're all sitting in the circle on the floor of the library, and they tell stories about why they are in, ten- in detention. Not scripted, all impromptu. So good for John Hughes for letting people riff like that. For such a writer. Especially kids. Yeah. Yeah. Do you yeah, think yeah. Do you think because he writes so quickly, he's willing to kind of just do the ad lib stuff and the improvisation stuff? Like, he's like, I can write more if I need to? Like, what do yeah, you think it is? I think that he... Because he was a sensitive soul who, like, got upset yeah. with people who wouldn't do his movies later. Like, his relationship with Molly Ringwald got tarnished. But in the moment, he kind of lets people do their thing. It's interesting. It is. I think it's a combination of... There were moments where his writing was critical and there were moments where he knew he could get something better out of just letting actors act. Mm. And at the end of the day, isn't that what the best directors do? You know, like if you really think about the end writers as well, it's unique when you're directing and writing because when you're directing, it's other people's content anyway. So you're not as married to it. Yeah, why is there no John Hughes documentary? I want to know. Oh, why. there's tons of like. I'm not like. No, like yeah. the Freddie Mercury one. Like, oh. get Robbie Malik yeah. to play John Hughes. Yeah, that's yeah. Good. I don't know. Yeah. Talk to some people, Max. Yeah, you love this fact. Uh, Judd Nelson, who played John Bender, stayed in character off camera. Uh, didn't he like go buy beer for like local kids yep. and all types of weird hung stuff? out in high yeah. schools? Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, and he bullied Molly Ringwald so much he almost got fired. I remember that as well. He seems like a a weird dude. Like his career went in a very strange way. Yeah, like. By the 90s, he's in movies like Steel. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of writing things fast, John Hughes wrote the screenplay to this movie in two days. Fourth of July. July 4th and 5th, 1982. You think he was feeling patriotic and he's like, this is an American teen movie? It didn't feel very patriotic. They were, like, pu- they were punching, uh, Emilio Estevez was punching a lot of flags during his dance scene. Well, there's a how, Confederate how do, flag. How do you feel about that whole, well, okay, so you know the fan theory, um, or I don't know if it's even a fan theory. <laughs> well, what? That, about how this, whole thing, no, how this whole thing is in uh, Ali Sheedy's head. No way. You've never really heard this. No. Oh, my God. All right. So we did a whole fan theory thing one episode. I may be stealing this from the. So there's like a Ferris Bueller. Uh, it was all in uh, Cameron's head. Kevin. Yeah, it's totally possible that I'm stealing this from the Confused Breakfast. No, but that's awesome. But I did see it pop up um, other places than there as well. That totally. I mean, like uh, nowadays, that would be the twist. Well, right. So Allie Reynolds, which is who Allie Sheedy played, yep. is a basket case and she's crazy. And if you watch the movie, the argument is, is that she's the only person in detention and there's nobody else there, which is why when everybody is getting high and then having this dance montage and the windows breaking, there's a moment where she kind of like is watching all of this almost like in shock. Yeah. Like she's for being the craziest one there. She's the most thrown off by all of this, but she dances pretty hard. Well, yeah, yeah. She's the best dancer. She intimidated everyone else. Apparently. <clears throat> I don't know, Molly Ringwald could uh, kick a shoe or two. That's a weird, like... It's a super 80s dance. Yeah, it is. It's almost the Carlton. So she was supposed to dance by herself, and she felt self-conscious, so she they made everyone dance. Yeah. I mean, Amelia Estevez's dancing is like... At it's, a Henry- it's what a football player would do if he was dancing. No, it's like what a white supremacist would do at one of those, like, skinhead shows. <laughs> right? He's got the, like, Henry Best Rollins. of the best style? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? Best of the best? Yeah. Your guy. Oh, yeah, but he wasn't a white supremacist. <laughs> was he? He basically was. No, he just loved America. <laughs> Are we talking about the same person? His love language was hate. Yeah. Uh, what's his face? Chris Penn. Chris Penn. Yeah. Heavy, heavy Chris Penn. He bonded in the end. There was a lot of racism that led up to that bonding. Number one or number two. <laughs> uh, I, I miss I, him. R.I.P. I mean, I don't know. How many facts do you want me to even go through? You, uh, or, let's do a few. All right. What do you got? There was uh, a bunch of sequels that were supposed to happen. Really? Yeah. That I didn't know. So they were going to plan out doing this like every 10 years, but because John Hughes lost contact with uh, Anthony Michael Hall and Molly Ringwald because okay. they wanted to do non-different movies. Non, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you I think, I wonder if they could do it all again. Would they have gone back and kind of gone to that well? Because their careers kind of didn't go where I think either one of them planned. Anthony Michael Hall is still out there and and, uh, yes. and acting. And I, I always think about this because I think he's had a really nice career and he's had some really good roles. And yes, he's not a big giant A-list star. But do you think a little bit of it too is like some of the people that get those A-list stars, they're chasing for those roles. And when you have that kind of success when you're younger, maybe the motivation becomes more artistic and less skin deep. Yeah, he's had a good career, man. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, weird science alone, right? Hang your hat on that. Uh, and plus, I think he's, uh, he's having a baby, isn't he? His first kid? Yeah. Yeah, so that's exciting. Yeah, shout, at close range. Out. I love that movie. Yeah. You need to see it. I do need to see it. The ages of everyone, I think this is kind of cool. Judd Nelson was 25. <laughs> Molly Ringwald was 16. Yep. Uh, her 17th birthday was three days after the film got released. Emilio Estevez was 23. Anthony Michael Hall was 16. And Ali Sheedy was 23. Does it, You think this psychologically messes us up for like what high school should be? Like... Every single movie I've ever seen has psychologically messed me up for what high school should do you think, be. I know. Do you this think the movie, age thing does? No, no, I actually think this movie is like the least screw your brain up. Yeah, Amelia looks young because he's little. <clears throat> There's little. Do you know he's slowly becoming Martin Sheen now? I know. they look. So there was some TikTok video. You're probably seeing the same one I did where it's incredible how much. Yeah. Someone like recommended that they do need to do a. a West Wing prequel. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Jed Bartlett. I'm, I'm re-listening to it right now. I have to say. There are there's little nuanced things in this movie that I really appreciate when I rewatched it that I didn't even pick up on the first time. One of which is, do you remember when Emilio and Ali Sheedy are talking about what's wrong with Ali Sheedy and and he's trying to get it out of her? 
Yeah. And he says, you know, what is it? Is it your parents? And, and as the viewer listening and watching this, you're expecting to hear something horrific. Like her dad beats her, her mom, you know, like locks her in the closet and doesn't feed her. And her response is they ignore me. Yeah. And this is why I think the scene is so powerful. Emilio Estevez's response to that is like, yeah, that is terrible. So instead of, instead of like this kind of generic, like, well, that's not that big of a deal. The empathy that he has of understanding how terrible it is to be ignored by your parents solidifies this new way of thinking, right? This is the get in touch with your emotion, you know, 1980s, sit in the it's okay therapist cry. chair. Yeah. yeah. Because you, you're waiting to hear something horrific. The reality is outside of Bender, none of them have terrible abuse of parents. Uh, so they took it out, but uh, Andrew's dad was supposed to say they take away scholarships for uh, cases like yours if you're if you're white. So he's kind of racist. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that that's good. Yeah. I'm just saying like putting in, cigarettes in, out in the spectrum of horrible, horrific parents that are abusing and neglecting their kids. Bender's dad is the only one who's really like that. Yeah, yeah. The rest of them are just like nasty and have bad sides uh you know john hughes played uh brian's dad when he picked him up yeah yeah i was laughing in I his own him. uh and the bmw uh, that claire's dad had was his oh that's funny john hughes that's and also uh brian's mom and sister were his mom and sister anthony michael halls yeah oh all right very yeah. cool isn't that cute well she did a good job of yelling at him she kind of was like a you stage mom you, you could be like oh it. this is actually his mom yeah yeah, other than him wearing that Bears hat, you know how I feel about anything Chicago Bears. They haven't won anything. Sick to my stomach and puke everywhere. You're you're gonna go to the Super Bowl this year, buddy. That's, that's the word on the street, Max. The yeah. word on the street is Lions Super Bowl or bust. Great draft. I'm kind of liking it yeah. a lot. Uh, the switchblade used in the movie actually belonged to Judd Nelson, <laughs> which is kind of funny to me. Which is uh, he, he seems like he, a rough hang. He he claimed he had it for protection purposes. He seems a little bit out there. Well, but he that's improvised right. a bunch of things like sure. the joke, oh, the yeah. naked blonde with a salami yeah, and a brutal. Yeah. He's your guy. You love him. You love this character. He's not him. Yeah. Max, any other kind of facts you want to throw in there I before thought it was we cool. get to the recasting? Uh, Stanley Kubrick loved this movie and wanted to cast uh, Anthony Michael Hall as Joker in Full Metal Jacket. Oh, wow. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. But he had a scheduling conflict. Okay. Gotcha, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. But if Kubrick likes your movie, you did something right. This movie was really good. And again, it, it's iconic. And, and it's so funny, too, because production value. Not a lot of different scenes, you know, like that one room, the hallways. It's not like this is some like monster budget CGI. No, stu- dialogue. Yeah, just all. This is, is this the most dialogue heavy 80s movie? Oh my, uh, my dinner with Andre. Oh yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Boom. Shimity shack. <laughs> I don't know what that means. You even, you haven't seen my dinner with Andre. Have I you? tried watching. I couldn't get into it. It's very, very yeah, snotty. That's not metaphorically favorite. speaking. Uh, Nick Cage was originally considered for the role of Bender. That would have been perfect. Interesting. The library that this movie takes place in was constructed in a gymnasium of the main North high school specifically for the film. Oh, that's cool. So uh, they closed the school in 82 for two years before it, the filming. It did look too nice. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it had a little piece of art yeah. and you're like, what is this going on? It's, and I yeah. guess the Chicago Public Library donated 10,000 books for this movie. Oh. Yeah. Books you say. Yeah. And then, then Bender destroyed them like an animal. <laughs> I guess Ali, she did, what, like, ate real healthy. She was like a vegan and all. Mm-hmm. So she didn't really eat sugar. And she got a sugar high from eating all the- Pixie sticks? Yeah, Pixie yeah, cereal yeah. sandwiches. Ugh. That crunch. Yes, that was kind of <laughs> gross. I wasn't a fan of that. I was into it. I bet you were. Uh, Max, I, I'm ready. I'm yeah. Ready. You ready to recast? All let's right, do let's it. talk about who we're going to recast. Uh, <laughs> By the way, uh, I, I know you're not going to let me do this, but Claire's father, I thought it would have been really funny if uh, Dudley Moore from Arthur played her yes, dad. Yeah. 
Um, I am. Uh, I tried to put an asterisk next to the one because every one of the recasting episodes, you're good for at least one. Like, what are you thinking? Moment. <laughs> there it is. And I think I know what. No, that's not it. Oh. Of the ones we have, I think I have it. And I have a, su- a surprise for you at the end uh, that I'll spring on you, and then you'll panic and not be able to answer well. We're gonna start off with Carl. <laughs> you know me so well. <laughs> We're gonna start off with Carl the janitor, John Capelos. Yes, and he's you, great. He is great, and he's he, a huge guy. He is. So I was gonna say, if you don't remember him uh, from his other roles, Sixteen Candles, he was Rudy the Bohunk. Yeah, Bohunk was that a real term? I don't know. Yeah, he was also the bar owner in Weird Science. Yeah, so that uh, I thought that was great. And he's a bad guy in Justified. Yep, and uh, he's in Who's the Boss. Yeah, he just he's he just all pops around. up everywhere. Yeah, yeah, he's got, got a very unique look to him. You know what I always forget he's in? What? Remember Roxanne, the guy who's like hitting on everybody at the bar? Yeah, yeah, that's him. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chuck, yeah. Chuck. I love Roxanne. His name is Chuck. Call him Chuck. Max, you'll be going first on all of these because uh, I'm no longer contractually obligated to let you pick. So okay, I as like the alpha first. in the room, rock and roll. Who do you all got? Right. So you need someone who's a little bit wise, but like a little bit cool, and like life went wrong somewhere. So this is what I thought of. I thought Reginald Val Johnson, Sergeant Al Powell. Worst pick. Really? Uh, he's like knowing. It. Go ahead. Explain so it. He's knowing, but like life went wrong somewhere. Maybe he shot a kid as a janitor. <laughs> or maybe the shot a kid thing happened as a cop and he had to take a job as a janitor. But he knows stuff and he's wise. Reginald Val Johnson has like the family what, matters. What name was that? Reginald Val Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has like a uh, like kind of fatherly. Like I'll give you advice, and I'm I'm the man. But there was there was a coolness to the janitor too. He was kind of a hip cat. Reggie's you know? cool. <laughs> Sergeant Al Powell's cool. Are you done? He can he can tell you what's in Twinkies. You're, Yellow dye number five. This might be the pick of mine that you like the most. Okay. That I have for this <laughs> animal from the Muppets. Yeah, that's it, Max. Oscar you, you the got it. You got it, Max. <laughs> I felt like you needed someone who had an element of like handsome. So the, the thing that the thing that that sells you on what his character is is first they do that quick shot at the beginning man where they of the have year. the man of the year. So this was the guy. He was the big man on campus. Yeah, and now he's a janitor. And there's a story there, and it's and he's and he's okay with it. He's not resentful about being a janitor. A janitor. He's not looking in the rearview mirror. But like something changed, and he's got this handsome alpha feel to him. But he's also a janitor. Yeah, Mr. So, Miyagi kind of. Vibe. Yeah. Well, no, that's not. Well, because the maintenance man is also cool. You know, it's interesting. This is an example of me having a full conversation and you listening to none of it except one word, which was janitor, and being like maintenance guy. Yeah, like Miyagi. I just got done saying <laughs> handsome. Miyagi. Well, handsome. Let me finish. I just got done saying handsome, kind of alpha. Got it going on. You're like, oh yeah, yeah. The 80-year-old Asian guy, Mr. Miyagi. You nailed it, Max. You nailed it. You absolutely nailed it. Sorry. Don't apologize to me. Apologize to yourself. All right. Sorry, Max. There you go. Give me uh, Kurt Russell as Dean Prophet from uh, Overboard. He's too handsome. Imagine him. You know, dirty hands, overalls, kind of, you know, made some mistakes. You know, Jim Danny to the rescue. He'd be fired for sleeping with Molly Ringwald. Okay. Max, that takes our you see first what I'm one. Saying? He's too handsome. I'm, I'm, here's what I want to do. What? I want you to really think about how little you're paying attention to the podcast when we take this commercial break. I want you to collect yourself. You want my backup? I want you. No, I, I don't. I'm, John I'm, Candy, Uncle Buck. See, that's the thing is I don't think you understand what we're doing today. <laughs> I think you're not listening. You're not focused. So we're going to take a quick commercial break. You're going to come back with your A game instead of your C plus game. How's that sound? <laughs> Good. Time for a break.
Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Dolby Real Estate. You can find them at wearedolby.com. Max, there's not a lot of homes that are showcased in this movie. I, I think Claire's dad probably had a baller place. Claire, Claire Bear. <laughs> <laughs> Claire is, uh, you know, my friend's uh, wife's name is Claire, so no knock on her name, but it is the most like. I'm not your best friend. No, you are not. Yeah. Remember that scene in Breakfast Club when they're like, you're not going to say hi to us Monday in the hallway, yeah. are you? Like, you're. That's kind of where we're at. Okay. Like, I'm not saying hi to you Monday in the hallway. So I could vote. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to go to Chicago and you're going to shoot a John Hughes film. Maybe you, you want to buy the high school. Could be. Turn that into a house. Reach out to them today. They're the best that's out there. They've got the best legal, the best marketing, the best agents. $400 million in sales, 1,000 homes sold. Dolby Real Estate is your start and stop point if you want to sell a home or buy a home. Reach out to Simon and his team today. Let them know that Buzz in the Tower sent you. And get ready to have an incredible experience in the home buying or home selling market. I'm rejuvenated. Are you okay now? Yeah. All right, because I feel like it's been a while since we've done one of these, and I feel like you did you missed the assignment. I thought I, I was really proud of that pick. I, I'm okay with your pick. I'm less okay with the fact that like you just blanked on what I was talking about and said, "Yeah, Mr. Miyagi." <laughs> That's what I I didn't blank. That's not what I was saying. He was a cool guy who had things together who gave All right, advice Max, to people. Next character, okay. Richard Vernon. Yeah, Paul Gleason. Yeah, R.I.P. When did he die? Uh, I think 2018 cancer. That's a bummer. Yeah. So you should know immediately from this. I mean, you from, get the horns, but but almost as seven weeks. You should know him from Die Hard. Die Hard. Yeah, yeah. I, or I blanked from it. I'm like Die Hard, stroke in the brain. Or what's the uh, Anthony Michael Hall football movie? He's the coach. Yeah, Johnny Be Good. Yeah, John, and she's having a baby. Yeah. Oh, she's having a baby. He's got a hateable face, but like there's oh, and also Trading Places. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, oh, what what the hell is his name? God. That's gonna drive me nuts. It's like a one name. Thing. Oh, it is. Mortimer, no, not Mortimer. <laughs> Mortimer. Why am I so stupid, dude? I'm losing my mind. He's a Duke brother. He is a Duke brother, right? Clarence Beeks. Yeah, Beeks. Beeks. Good old Beeks. Beeks, she Clarence. So, so he's a hard he's a hard case, but the thing is, one, he's kind of justified with how Bender's treating him, and two, when he's having a beer and he's talking about like his life, you kind of feel a little bad for him, right? Like there's a he's not all evil. So you're right, yeah. which, which is why my pick, even though I love it, is not great okay and you could easily outdo it by you because you nailed it you got to find someone who's a little bit redeeming yeah and i didn't find someone who was redeeming got it so you didn't thread the needle on this one you went evil i got i went evil i got yeah. i got i got greedy because i found someone i loved who'd you pick for this so i mean at first i thought robert loja from over the top but, robert that, loja. but that, that's too evil so i went john Aston, sergeant taggart from beverly hills cop that's really good yeah because he's upset and like he looks like a teacher whose life hasn't gone that great yeah and then he's got the flip around that's where, good yeah that's really good. Yeah, he's just tag it. Yeah, Bogomil. He's. So, I mean, him laughing in that movie made my my he's heart great. sing. Yeah. He's great. He's great. Yeah. Damn it, that's really good. Thank you. It's better than mine, but you're gonna like mine. Ooh, can I guess if you just went straight evil? Yeah. I, so I, I won't. Go I won't guess. pick the movie. I can think of the person. Is how, it, about, how about this? Is it William Atherton? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Yeah. You totally got yeah. it. <laughs> I went with Professor Jerry Hathaway. Yep. <laughs> I, because like I can just imagine, and, and it's part of it. So for those of you that don't know who uh, William Atherton is, he's not only Professor Jerry Hathaway, also from Ghostbusters, he's Peck, Walter Peck. Yep. And he, he has no blank. He, he plays that role so well. And Die Hard, he's the oh, uh, and Die, he's the reporter from Die Hard, the most punchable face of the eighties. So do you hear he's coming back for the new Ghostbuster? No. Yeah, there's oh, like great. pictures of him. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. He in in real genius. He just plays like this prickly, <laughs> crappy teacher figure so well. Who's using everybody. But you're right. Like yeah. where where yours is better. Although I think you went a little bit too soft because he's not a jerk in Beverly Hills Cop. He's a by the book guy, but he's not like a mean person. Whereas like there's a little bit of Vernon that's like pure prick. 
You know? Yeah, it's true. I'm like illegally looking through the files. Yeah, yeah. You know, but it was yours. You you you, you take you take the day on yours. Yours is better. Woo. Uh, Max Allie Reynolds. Yes. Uh, played by Allie Sheedy. I want to retract a statement that I made. I think I had noted when we did the Short Circuit movie. When you, we said were talking about, you said you're conflicted by your career. I'm not. I'm not as conflicted. When I rewatched The Breakfast Club, it's your I best th- performance. It is, and I think I tried to make an argument that I liked her more in something else. More games? No, I have to go back and read. Bad Boys. But I'm wrong. Yeah. I haven't seen Bad Boys yet. We've talked about this a million times. I know. Please I'm, do I'm it this worst. week. I'm the worst. Please. I'm the worst. So she's, actually, her acting style that she picked up from Sean Penn. She's great. Bad Boys. She's great in this. Yeah. She's absolutely great in this. And like, I, I, I guess I forgot, but you brought up the other movies, Bad Boys, War Games, Breakfast Club, St. Elmo's Fire. I still really love her in St. Elmo's Fire, but she's way better in this. Like, this is her best yeah, role. Yeah, she's like a side character in that one. Agree. A little yeah. side piece. Is that what you're saying? Well, kind of. John oh, Nelson was treating her not now. so great, easy, right? Easy, Tiger. Easy. Uh, yeah. Who do you have replacing Ali Sheedy's character, Ali Reynolds, in this movie? Uh, so, okay, I'm conflicted. So this is my favorite role. And the actresses I'm picking from are my favorite to think about because they're dark. They're weird. I wonder if we're going to pick the same one. It's the, no, one. I don't think so. Okay. So it's a manic pixie dream girl kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I don't like that. She changes her hair and stuff at the end. She should, he should just like her for who she is. But I, that, I don't even know that it was about her doing it for him as much as her doing it for herself. No, I know. But I wish she, he had realized that he wanted uh, a goth girl. I, did he want a goth girl? I would. I don't yeah. think he knew what he wanted, Max. So I went. Cause he tipped his hat and <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I went Martha Plimpton, for, who played Julie from Parenthood. Okay. Kind of rebellious. Not Martha Plimpton from the Goonies? No. Okay. Yeah. Because in Parenthood- Oh, she's goth. She does the shave head thing. You're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah Keanu gotcha. Reeves. She's unpredictable. I she's gotcha. good at yelling, but like she can be quiet too. I, not doing it for you? I'm not a Martha Plimpton fan. She, she She weirds me out a little bit. Yeah, she got a weird face. She looks like a fish. Yeah. But that's okay. Yeah. That's not- Someone tell us like This makes sense. Yeah. Mine's the layup. It, it's, I, I don't want to say it's lazy, but it's the only person I can imagine doing it. Winona Ryder as Lydia Dietz from Beetlejuice. That was my third one. Yeah. I just can't envision anybody else playing that dark, quirky, weird role. And especially now that we know Winona is an adult, it feels like it fits even more. But yeah, I, I went with That's uh, good. Beetlejuice, I think, yeah. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Ah, I think you win. I think you would. What do you have as your, you said that was your third. What was your second? Uh, so this is, this changes the role a little bit. This is more deadpan. Linda Florentino, Carla from Vision Quest. You know what? A little quieter, a little bit more intense. You know what? It works. That's my number one. All right. I'm putting it up there. That's cool. my number one. Well, I can't because I may be coming back to Vision Quest later. <laughs> but no, that's a good one. Um, Yeah. God, she's great. Yeah. Also, I'm in love with that movie. I told you I've been having this weird love affair with Vision Quest recently. Her voice could, I mean... That's something about it just gets me going. I got you, man. Yeah. Well, everything gets you going. Yeah. Brian Johnson, played by our very own Anthony Michael Hall, the nerd. Our very own? Our very, own. Yeah, we're tight with him. It's cool. Until so you tried to slander the hell out of his career. I had to calm you down for a minute. Jeez. He's an American treasure. I guess so. Whoa. So Rusty Griswold is when he burst onto the scene, right? 83 Lampoon Vacation. Exploded all over the place. 16 Candles, Farmer Ted, Brian Johnson, The Breakfast Club, Gary in Weird Science, uh, and then Johnny B. Good. At Close Range. Uh, Edward Scissorhand, which you still haven't seen no yet. i watched it this week oh you did very dark I, isn't it great though wasn't expecting him to die spoiler alert i mean the end's kind of harsh right i know yeah it's a beautiful movie i guess i guess i want everyone you to don't be like happy. sad i know you don't yeah. like sad max uh who do you have this is a pretty damn iconic role who do you have replacing uh brian johnson I love my pick for this one. So you got to have someone who's kind of soft, sensitive, but also when he starts smoking, he gets kind of fun and he talks back. He'll talk to Bender. He'll talk at Bender. Right. Oh, God, I'm conflicted. Um, Head or heart? Head or heart? I'm going to go Jonathan Silverman, Drew from Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Okay. 
He's a little shystery. Yeah. Can I say that word? Yeah. Okay. I think. I think it's. I mean, you don't think you don't you don't have a problem with anti-Semitism in your favorite movie is yeah. Short Circuit, so I think you're fine. <laughs> and he threw the coins in the air like so. <laughs> and he tipped his hat just <laughs> like this. Can you throw that quote in there? Like the actual I quote? should. Yeah. I should get the whole quote. Yeah. Uh okay. What else did he do? Uh he was in Caddyshack too. He was. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, it's a funs and noons, Max. It's a funs and noons. <laughs> yeah, he never really had the career I thought I he should have. I thought. Uh, I think I took this one. Just kind of fun talking, fast talking. Yeah, I think I got this one. Yeah, I you think you're gonna did. like mine. What'd you get? Anthony Edwards is Gilbert from Revenge of the Nerds. That's really good because it's the long lankiness. It's, it's the softness, and, and, and he's not a caricature nerd and there's that scene at the end when they're playing we are the champions and he grabs the mic and he's like very upset and he goes toe to toe and he has this kind of reckoning and he's also a realist you know like skullnick lewis skullnick is like the dreamer and he's he's not very pragmatic and he thinks he's cool uh but gilbert gilbert has that feel that Anthony Michael Hall does in this movie. Yeah, he does. He knows who he is. He yeah. knows his place. There's like a sadness to it. So I, and then Goose, you know, you think of Goose and you're like, yeah, oh. I could, I wish he didn't die. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about Alan Ruck? Is he too old looking? Yeah. Because compared to everyone else, he's got to be the little kid of the group. Yeah. Gilbert even felt a little bit old to me. Um, you know, you could have done, uh, you could have done Haim from Lucas. Yeah. That's actually really good. You could have done Haim from that's Lucas. That's a good one. Yeah. You know, you could have done, uh, you know what else you could have done is, um, oh, good Lord, thin now, but fat in it, uh, stand by me. Butterball Jerry O'Connell? Thank you. Yeah, yeah you could have done, but that was, he was super young. Yeah, maybe like a few years later. Yeah, but probably, he, probably Haim from Lucas would have been the other good one. Would Feldman been good? Feldman's always cool. Is he? I mean. I mean, you could have done River Phoenix from Explorers. That would have been pretty cool. Yeah, he's too young, though. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. Uh, all right, Max, that takes us uh, to our final three. We're down to our final three. What John do you Bender. John Bender. Judd Nelson. What a wild card. What a wild card indeed. He definitely partied his butt off. Uh, St. Elmo's Fire, he was super intense. Yeah. He scares me a little bit. Makes scares me you? Yeah, he's very intense. I get easily scared, Max. Yeah. Emotional kind He's of more guy. scary in this movie. He's such a jerk. He really doesn't I mean, like, have a whole lot of nice moments in this movie. No. He's very unkind. It's very confusing why Molly Ringwald is into him at no, the No, it's not. It's the most classic trope ever. The bad boy? <laughs> the, the The jerk. Like treat the woman like crap and she'll love you. It's like I mean, he put his face in her crotch. He did without asking. Also true. Yeah. Little little troubling. Well, John Hughes had a tendency to write. And yeah, know, it was the eighties. Little eighties. Yeah. yeah. Seeing almost fire Breakfast Club, Blue City, Moonlighting, Transformers, the movie. He yeah. Hot Rod. I know. Never forget that. Yeah. Don't you ever forget? <laughs> I never <that>. do. <laughs> uh, you got the touch. New Jack City. Yeah. Uh, he's the cop guy. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Um, Steel. Yeah. <laughs> I love saying he's in Steel. He's the bad guy. Have you seen Steel? No. You got it. More, more importantly, Airheads. He's in Airheads. He is? Jimmy Wing in Air. How do you not remember him in Airheads? Who's he in Airheads? I don't know. Jimmy Wing. That's what IMDb says. <laughs> okay. Why well, don't have to answer your questions? Max, who do you have for John Bender, played by Judd Nelson, in The Breakfast Club? This you, is my number one favorite pick for me. You are going to love mine. Well, mine's. this is my absolute favorite pick. Then we have the same pick. We might. I absolutely know who it is. I absolutely. I hope. Okay. Let's. Uh, it's easy. It? Name the movie. Taps. Nope. Okay, it's Tom Cruise, David Sean, oh, Taps. That's good. Yeah. Mine's a little, I think, well. You think so? Let me marinate on yours. Tom, Cru- Tom Cruise being psycho, but also be charming. I mean, he's the worst of the group. He's too, but he's too, here's the problem. He's too uptight. It's like Bender is definitely awful, but Bender doesn't follow rules. And you're taking like 
Tom Cruise from Taps is like over the top rule following. Like at the end when he shoots everyone, he's going against what they're telling him to do. Yeah, but I don't know <laughs> when you disobey to murder people. I don't know, man. Yeah, uh, you know the more I think about it, no, okay, can't do it. What is it? Are you ready? Yeah, you're gonna love it. All right, Matt Dillon as Dallas from The Outsiders. Oh, that's really good. That's he's a charming. He is that he's got the look. He's got, got the attitude. And the way and, he and to he's Lane. awful. Yeah, the whole movie except. To his boys. When he no, when he saves the help saves his boy who's saving the orb, uh, pony boy. Yeah, but I, when he picks them up and actually takes care of them, I thought he yeah, was nice oh, the, the, we're saying the same thing. Okay, he's awful. Yeah, think about how he is with uh, Marsha. Yeah, not Marcia, Marsha. I want to screw that name up again because that TikTok haunts my nightmares. <laughs> but he's so beautiful, so terrible. To think about when they go to the drive-in theater and he's, he's even being got, like, awful. Yeah. He's that, even got the hair. Tell me that's not Judd Nelson with Molly it's, Ringwald. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. I don't know. I I do love Taps though, so I'm glad you. Brought... We should do an episode on Taps. I could get into that. I'd be down. I don't know if anybody will watch it or listen to it because we don't watch stuff. Whatever. <laughs> down to our final two. This was my easiest pick, but not my favorite. I'll go first on it because I just feel like being that kind of guy. Claire Standish. Claire is played by Molly Ringwald. The John Hughes gal. I love that she was in The Bear. Did I you lo- see The Bear? I have not. She's a uh, rehab like therapist for like two minutes in, a, in the show. But it's a Chicago-based show, so it's like that's the Chicago homage kind of. Well, she is as Chicago as it gets. Uh, 16 Candles, The Breakfast Club, Pretty in Pink. <sighs> Man. And that's it. That's the trifecta. And then she went bye-bye for a while. <laughs> for some Not while. another teen movie. She's really funny. Yeah, yeah. 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 As the stewardess. Yep. Yeah. I agree. Um, again, this to me, I, lazy's not the right word, but this was the easiest pick for me to make. Uh, Leah Thompson, Amanda Jones, some kind of wonderful. That was my third backup. Yeah. I mean- the role of Amanda Jones, and the only difference is obviously Amanda Jones in Some Kind of Wonderful does not have any money. She's just hanging out with all the rich kids, but this socialite, influenced by her friends, can't make independent decisions. Um, although I will say the difference is Molly Ringwald, wonderful actress, never particularly found her to be like this gorgeous, you know, like pinup. Mm. Leah Thompson, yeah, Some Kind of Wonderful, Amanda Jones. Dick Jones? Yeah. Dick Jones! Oh, I watched Robocop too. Did you? Kane was good. Kane's bugging, bugging me. me. Yeah, now I get it. Three years I've been saying that on the podcast, and you finally watch Robocop. I try too. Nuke. <laughs> you would try Nuke. <laughs> my, my teeth are a little chattery. Let's oh, amp it up God. 5%. I got what you need, Max. I'm going to take care of you. I got what you <laughs> that, need. That's eight year old. I know. He's a great actor. He did really, really well. Yeah. It's a good movie. But no, that's a really good pick. I think yeah. I one up to you because I have someone who's beautiful, who's kind of a little bit snobby, but like when she realizes that she can come down to a human level, she gets there. Okay. I'm going Robin Wright from The Princess Bride. Oh, that's Princess really Buttercup. Good. That's good. Yeah. 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 That's really good. I died that day. She could do that kind of no, thing. No, that's yeah. good. Yeah. You win. Yeah. Because that's a girl you're like, oh, man, she's the prom queen. She's got the look. Yeah. You got it. She's got the touch. <laughs> she's got the power. Yeah. <laughs> I sound like After everything is gone. <laughs> you're a winner. <laughs> Put the uh, Mark Wahlberg sound after this. I'm going yeah. to. After all is said and done, you never walk, you never run, you're a winner. You got to move, you know the streets, break the rules, take the heat, you're nobody's fool. You're at your best when the court gets robbed, you've been put to the test. You got the touch. How can we pay you if we can't put out the album? You got the power. <laughs> yeah. Uh, F. 
After all is said <laughs> and done. Stop it. <laughs> all right, so we got Andrew Clark played by Emilio. How dare you tell me to stop it? <laughs> by Emilio. Are we, are, we do, are we at the last one? We are. And we we slid into the, oh, no, I have my surprise for you. Okay, so we're on the last one. You're going to get so, your brain's going to get scrambled when okay. I throw in my little X factor. Andrew, uh, who is played by Emilio Estevez, he is the jock. It's interesting. I thought he did great in this. I would never cast him as a jock. Like he just never came across as a jock. Short or? Yeah, just I didn't. I don't think of him as being this like big statured jock. But I thought he did great in this. Wrestlers, I, I mean, can be small, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ish. All right, Max, who do you got? Who do you have playing Emilio? Well, first let's talk about his eighties a little bit. You talk about his eighties. Maximum. There's only one movie you want to talk about: Maximum Overdrive. No, uh, I'm kidding. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, Young Guns. Yeah, uh, Repo Man. Repo Man. Really good and really weird movie. And what else did he? Mighty do? Ducks. Not, yep. not the eighties, but yeah. No, but that's incredible. Uh, what else did you do in the 80s? Jordan Bombay. Is that his name? In Mighty Ducks? Bombay? Yeah. Like Bombay Gin or whatever. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, not in the 80s, but man, oh man, do I love Men at Work. Men at Work. I still need my, to see it. Oh my God. Okay. Max. I'll watch it this like, week. Like now. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> stop the podcast and go watch it. You don't even get my golf clap if I go golf yeah. clap. You can't even get that. Go- no, that I don't. I don't even know what's going on. Well, you saw Loaded Weapon One, right? Yeah. Okay, so Jack Colt. Yeah, <laughs> what a great name, Jack Colt. <laughs> I thought it was Jack Coke. No, Colt, yeah. like Colt Revolver. Um, okay, so you need someone who's an athletic guy. Oh, back to that. I thought yeah. we were going to talk more about. Well, what else? No, no, what else from the eighties? Saint Elmo's Fire. Yeah. All right, go ahead. He's a stalker in Saint Elmo's Fire. Yeah, you're good. You're good. The I'm outside, for- the outsiders. Oh yeah, yeah he's in a lot. Yeah. I mean, he's Martin Sheen's kid. Well, I, that's why he changed his name. He didn't want anybody to know. Who do you think is a better actor? Oh, I know. Him or Charlie? Oh, Jesus. Charlie has higher highs. Emilio is more consistent. Right? Emilio is a better actor. Charlie is. I, I like Charlie more. Can yeah. I say that? Like, <laughs> Tiger Blood. All it takes for me, all it takes for me is uh, Hot Shots <laughs> Part One and, and Do. Uh, yeah. Like, that's all I need from Charlie Sheen. Okay. So you need an athlete. You need someone who's intense. You need someone who, like, you got to peel back the layers like an onion to get to his sensitive side. Go on Billy Zapka, Johnny Lawrence, the karate kid. Oh. <sighs> Cause like you're like no way. I think if I I think if I if I really if I if I really think about Cobra Kai, it lets me go there. Yeah. Prior to Cobra Kai, I can't do it just off of Not back to it, school and just one of the guys. No, and, but remember the end of the Karate Kid when he gives the trophy, it's and a, he's it's a brief second. Like, and uh, the beginning of you did it, you earned it. No, and the beginning saying. of two when he's getting beat up by uh, the sensei. Yeah. You know, Kreese, John yeah. Kreese. That's like his dad. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. And Max. he was a he was a wrestler in high school. It was a wet fart. Really? Yeah, it was a wet fart for me. Do I need to change my pants? No. <laughs> but I think you're gonna love mine. So I think I told you my favorite one. What did I say my favorite one was? Billy Zane. Maybe I lied. I don't even know. They're Billy all my Zane's favorites. a cool guy. This one's really good. And you know me, I'm modest. I don't like to brag. Michael Schofling, Cooch, Vision Quest. I thought about that. That's a really good one. So it, I think that you and I had a long conversation about how if Michael Schofling had never been in 16, 16 candles, candles. Yeah. and just had been cooch. Yeah. I think we'd feel different about him because he was, he had range. He was great. He was awful in 16 candles. Yeah. I couldn't stand him. Like I couldn't watch any more of him. It was so dry and lame, but like vision quest, he's, he's fantastic. And, he is. He, and, and he's got the wrestler meathead feel to him. And with his dad, the emotions, bingo, bango, Dorn. get in, cut the raw rock, give him the heater. <laughs> we could recast oh, him as the dad. Man. Yeah. I could. <laughs> Anybody else? Uh, I thought Kevin Bacon, Ren McCormick. Oh, I like that. The athlete. I like that. A little sensitive. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah. dude, not, not Zapka. Yeah. Zapka's too, like, he's too much of a caricature in the 80s. 
Yeah, well, I think this could have given him the time. Depth? Yeah, to give <laughs> him his range. Zapka. Do you ever seen Zapka and LaRusso on um, How I Met Your Mother? No. You need to just Google. Yeah, there's there's a whole like uh, episode dedicated to their obsession with it. It's really funny. <laughs> you would be funny if uh, you got Andrew to be played by the just one of the guy's girl. <laughs> she was like tricking them. It's good. <laughs> and then she showed her. All right, come on. Talent at just the end. Calm down, for God's sake. That was formative. All right, are you ready for my uh, little surprise I got for you? No. I want you to recast Simple Minds, Don't You Forget About Me. The, the song? Yeah. I want a different song. Let's say that that song was unavailable for the movie. Okay, so what, gotta, what do you replace it with? God, it's got to be soft and like beautiful. Uh, hmm. So I have a few. What do you got? Talk to me. Take on me. A little bit more upbeat. All right, that's not crazy. Da, na, 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 na. Like when he puts his hand in the air, take you're like, yeah, his hand right then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. not crazy. Yeah, tainted love. Uh tainted love. I couldn't go with. No, no. A little weird. Okay. It's just like it's got to have some depth to it, you know. Okay. Um. God. <laughs> it's tough. Living on a prayer? No. No. <laughs> never gonna give you up, Rick Rollum. No. <laughs> never gonna give you up. If sincerely. Yours, if yours is better than mine, because I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna loop it in and make we'll make a video out of it and see who which one can stay. I've got one. There's only one song I could think of that I like that would fit. Um. How about? I mean, it's too iconically t- attached to the actual movie. I've had the time of my life. You were dancing. I what? Yeah, that's. That, oh, I, no, no, no! This is great. I got okay, it. All right, all right. Yeah, Sydney Lauper, time after time. If you love, you can love, and you will find me. Time after time. Okay, that's really good. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I would go with drive the cars. Who's gonna drive you home tonight? I don't know that one. Oh, you I'm play it for you right now. You ready? Yeah, I'm here. Who's gonna tell you when? It's really good. It's, it's, it's too late. It's a synthy ballad. That's what you need. You can't go on thinking nothing's wrong. I like it. But now. Stop it. Who's gonna pick you up when you fall? That's enough. Give me those weird eyes. Who's gonna go to the Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight? We are. We are. Mm. Max, today's Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight is Gabriel Bajic or Bajak. I am illiterate, so I can't tell you which is which. <laughs> and I've never heard him say his last name, so I can't answer that. And he is one of your Instagram chat with all the yeah. time, listens to the show. He's from California. He just got back. California. From, he just got back from Vegas and he's recovering. Knows how to party. Vegas knows how to yeah, party. Geez, he's from Marina Del Rey. You know, they know how to wow, party. They do yeah. know how to party. Uh, uh, and his name's Gabriel, which is. Yeah, like Gabriel Jarrett, the oh, guy from Real Genius. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, let's see what old Gabe had to say about uh, recasting uh, this movie. What's up, Buzz in the Tower? Love you guys. Uh, appreciate the content that you put out for those of us who are super nostalgic about the 80s. Um, you know, what can I say about Breakfast Club? You know, I, I'm i from the side of the street that feels this is, movie is a little overrated, you know, and was sort of like the end vogue 80s movie to love. Um, you know, I go deep in the 80s. But, um, you know, wasn't a huge fan of the movie. All right, let's get down to how to recast this movie. So, you know, I'll start with Judd Nelson as John Bender. You know, uh, looking ahead, I know I'm going to have to swap out uh, Emilio Estevez. So what I'm going to do here is swap in another Estevez. And let's bring in Charlie Sheen, 
who definitely has that criminal edge to him. You know, he played he played Wild Thing, who is a criminal in in Major League, and uh, I believe was either a criminal or about to be a criminal in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. So not not too big of a stretch there. Uh, probably a little bit more relatable. So I think that's a win there. You know, Anthony Michael Hall, smart kid, um, Brian Johnson. I thought about John Cusack here for a moment, but um, I'm going to use him a little bit later here. I'm going to go. I'm going to go blacklist here and, and bring in James Spader. Right, same time period. Pretty cool guy. Gave off that really smart vibe, and would actually probably do something to get himself in in uh, detention. Allison Reynolds, crazy girl. Ali Sheedy. This is a no-brainer. I'm going Beetlejuice here. Winona Ryder. All right. Now I got to take an Estevez out, unfortunately. So bring in the jock here. I'm going to give John Cusack his chance to live up his Hoops dream. And John Cusack, you know, reprising his role as Hoops and uh, being the jock here in this situation. You know, Molly Ringwald uh, playing Claire Standish. She doesn't really give off that princess vibe to me. So I'm going to bring in an all-star from License to Drive, Mercedes, Mercedes, Heather Graham. Thanks, guys. Take care. Max, his answer changed me. Like, yeah. fundamentally as a person. <laughs> it's incredible. I, I I don't know even what to think. Just brilliant. I mean, the part where he said the thing. Yeah. That, to me, was like. <laughs> so should we just tell him? Gabriel was too hungover when he came back from Vegas. So he gave it to us after we recorded. So, yeah. So we don't have it with us right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I assume it's incredible. Yeah. And when I loop it in at the last minute with us not being able to respond to it, we'll just assume it was great. But no, I mean, great job, Gabe. Uh, you got the touch. You got the power. Yeah. Bum, bum, bum. All right. What do you got to say for before we leave? What do I have to say? Follow, subscribe. Who's going to hold you down <laughs> when you shake? I'm going to hold you down when you shake. You can't go on. Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? Yeah, he does. What yes, does Brady Miller look like? I don't know. Who knows, Max? <laughs> Max, uh, again, thanks for joining me today. We have, we're going to have like two weeks off from each other. That's the longest we will have gone without seeing each other in three years. Yeah, it'll be nice. Oh, man. Fireworks. That's what I need. I'm going right. to hang out with my dad in uh, That's Southeast. Press, press, press. Yeah. If you haven't already, follow, subscribe. You know the drill. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> At Buzz in the Tower for more content. B-U-Z-Z-N-B-C the Tower. And if you want to follow our Patreon, pay a little cash money cheddar. We'll to shout you out. We'll Absolutely. send you stuff. Speaking of shout outs, I got a shout out. Uh, one of my friends, Gina, who just had her 40th birthday a few weeks ago, forgot to introduce me to her buddy, Doug, who was at the party, who is an avid listener of the show. Oh, that's so cool. So I was like, I'm going to shout him out on the show. So Doug, thanks for Dougie listening. Fresh. I apologize. Gina is a total POS and didn't introduce us, but what are you going to do? And I have nothing else to add other than great show, Max. Kick it over to you to round out this recasting episode. We're all pretty bizarre. Some of us are just better at hiding it. That's all. Solid finish, Max. Thank you. Are you ready for mine? Yeah. After all is said and done, <laughs> you've it. never walked, you've never run. You're, You're a winner. winner. <laughs>